Like, I feel like I can't say that straight, so I probably shouldn't be ordering it. Or, no, there are chips. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and, of course, superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And this week, Chicago's Comic-Con wrapped up, Mike. That's right. Wrap it up with the bow. It's done. Send it off. Yeah, and that's you went right. to it. I was there. I was there. Mm-hmm. in that. Bo- I was in that bow. I was in the bow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Avengers Infinity War will make money. <laughs> surprise surprise right i'm not i'm not here for shock value i'm here for news uh we've got that solo trailer live today it just it literally just popped up so we're gonna do it live on the show yeah that's right and more yeah but uh you were at chicago comic-con i mean i think i call it chicago comic-con but that is not the accurate name i just kind of do it for clarity it is called the uh explain to what c2e2 stands for again so it's cc uh, CCEE, Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo. Yeah, so they're not connected with Comic-Con International at all, but they are they are basically the Comic-Con for the Midwest. And then New York has New York Comic-Con. The West Coast has um, the Mothership Comic-Con. Yeah, SDCC. There's Emerald City, Denver. I mean, this is, I think, one of the top five in the, in the, in the States. And... Um, mm-hmm. I, I tell you, I love it. It's a well-oiled machine. They added metal detectors this year, and I thought it was going to be uh, a jam-packed, you know, mess to get into this place. Mm-hmm. And it was not. I actually was able to get in quicker than I would any other year with metal nice. detectors. So, really impressed. Really, really, really good with that, Mike. Um, and uh, yeah, we spent all week in there. I just got back, not you know, several minutes ago. It feels like, and uh, we're doing a late recording, so we're gonna do this and put it live pretty soon but uh yeah you i can always wanna... t- well i can always say i can always tell when you're busy during the week because usually we, we keep up to date between the two of us between news uh until we get the show on sunday but like i was like i feel like i haven't heard from chris for a couple days and i was like oh yeah that's right he's in chicago he's at a convention i'll get i'll get all caught up on sunday so i was just kind of waiting i was like i'll just wait until we're on the microphone and he'll just let me know everything that he did in chicago yeah, pretty much. I mean, once you're up there, it's a whirlwind kind of thing. I mean, you've been to San Diego. I mean, that's mm. even bigger. That's that's. I wouldn't say it's worse, but I mean, you you are waiting and like hurry up and wait. I guess is the mentality <laughs> of San Diego. What I feel like, and uh, Chicago is a little more laid back. So um, before we jump into that, Mike, did you do anything this weekend? I haven't since we haven't talked to each other. I don't even know what you did. <laughs> I mean, just just I mean, it doesn't have to be long. I was just curious because I, uh, I the, the the extent of my weekend was uh, running around doing errands. Because that's what weekends are for once you get closer and closer and deeper and deeper into adulthood. So um, I just want to live vicariously through you until my Comic-Con experience comes around in July. So, Chris, I'm, I'm ready for you. Let me know what happened to C2E2. All right. So C2E2, my superhero slate slash comic UI experience was pretty good, Mike. I've, I've got to be honest. So we go up there. We leave on a Thursday. And... Um, get up there about three in the afternoon Chicago time, which is I think central. And we just kind of check in the hotel, get some local eats and just kind of prepare for the weekend. Cause if you're not prepared the day before you go to the floor, you you're going to miss all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, this year they had a bunch of uh, DC comics actually returned to C2E2 for the first time, in like six years, I think. Nice. Uh, they haven't been in a while and they brought a lot of big names. Brian Michael Bendis was there. 
Tom King, um, you know, people, big artists, big writers, and uh, you had to get wristbands for this. So uh, the guy, uh, one of my friends who went with me, Jeremy, uh, he um, went and got the wristbands to get these signatures from these people, but they were gone by like 7 a.m. for this thing. So Wow. Uh, and the floor floor opens at 10. So uh, you, you, it's one of those things where you hurry up and wait again, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> but he was able to get a bunch of signatures and stuff. I actually went through... Um, the I was not on the floor five minutes and ran into Tom Brevoort. You probably saw it on my my Instagram feed. Uh-huh. Um, Tom Brevoort is the executive editor and the vice president of publishing for Marvel Comics. That's a big guy. Yeah, and he's just sitting there hanging out on a chair, <laughs> looking at the schedule. And I'm like, is that is that Tom Brevoort? Is that the guy? And and uh, Brian with me, he was like. He's like, I don't know, man. I'm like, so I did a quick Google look search for him. I'm like, that's the hat. I got, I got to look for his hat. <laughs> and uh, so I went over and asked him. I'm like, hey, you know, what do you know about the upcoming Century book? He's like, well, it's coming up. What do you want to know? I'm like, you know, when's it released? What, what, what can you tell me? He's like, uh, very vague stuff. And I'm like, okay. Uh-huh. Last question: Is your name Tom? He's like, yeah, yeah, it is. I'm like, oh my gosh, so nice to meet you. I have an audio interview with him, Mike. We're gonna put up later, so I can oh, link that. Oh, nice, awesome. Yeah, so we were able to get an interview with him and a picture, which was really cool. Um, but I mean, that was like my first five minutes on the floor, so I knew it was going to be a good convention. <laughs> awesome. Um, a, a couple things. I mean, we did later. We got um, an interview with the artist Andrew Heath Design. I actually he lives near in the town next to me in Kentucky. He goes to a lot of these shows. I've had artwork for him for probably five plus years because I met him in Michigan. Did not mm-hmm. know he lived close to me, and we got some interviews with him. Some interviews with some people I went to school with that actually they um, went to school with me and your wife Mike. So oh okay, um, they it was their one of them was their first Comic Con and C two E two ever. So uh, oh I love I love those experiences. It's always fun to live, I guess, vicariously again through people that are going for the first time because it's, it's that magic that you just always want to recapture. Conventions are like a drug, kids. When you go, you just want it mm-hmm. like it was the first time, and you keep going back and waiting and waiting. So and you get, and you get better every time because that yeah. first time you have <laughs> no idea what's going on. Exactly. Uh, so, so I, I this year I knew what I want to do. I want to do some interviews. So those are going to go live later once we get this uh, edited. But I also bought some books uh, and some pops. I bought an uh, Iron Man three pop and a Captain America Winter Soldier pop because I didn't of have course those. You, of course you did. I was just waiting to hear about the pops. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And I finished off uh, some of my Ultimate comics I was missing. I have the individual issues, but not the trades. So now I have some trades, some Avengers trades, and I bought a thirty pound book. It wow! Is, <laughs> it is the art of Marvel Studios, the first phase of Marvel Ooh. films. I follow a few of those uh, artists on Instagram that do the concept art for the MCU. Like uh, Andy Park's one of them. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the other guy's name that I follow. Um, I think Is there's it Addy, one other Addy guy. Uh, possibly. I, okay. I only like know the usernames kind of just when I scroll by them. But yeah, man, that art is amazing. So it was a collection of the four hardcovers from Phase One in one. It didn't have the Hulk because I think that was through Universal or something like that. But um, it's got those first four: Iron Man, Iron Man Two, Thor, and Captain America together in hardcover and uh it's still it's still plastic wrapped i'm afraid to open it uh, <laughs> but uh I, I was able to pick that up and ca- literally carry it around all day it was a, a weight on my shoulders <laughs> but the last thing i did uh was go to one of the Mar- marvel comics panels i know you're not much of a current comic reader mike but i know that I, you- I i i wait until they're collected and they've been out for a while and i can get them like heavily discounted that's that's my sweet spot <laughs> yeah so I was able to go to the panel where they're launching off Marvel's like doing um, a new kind of 
initiative with new creative teams and like good jumping on points um, mm-hmm. this 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 coming summer, and I was able to you know sit there and learn some stuff. And I think I'm going to start off with here telling you about Spider-Man. Okay. His black suit is coming back in issue 800 this summer. Uh, okay. All right. I mean, I felt like I was burned by issue 700 when we all thought that was supposed to be the last Spider-Man issue, <laughs> and then it I'm, comes back for a hundred more issues. So I don't well, know. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I don't know, but I mean, the last time we saw Peter Parker in a black suit was when his uh, Aunt May was shot and like dying. So mm-hmm. he usually only wears it when something bad's about to happen or has happened, and he's like pissed off. So I'm excited to see that, and they said it's going to stick around for a while. Uh, have you heard of the Avengers of One Million BC? Oh, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> so there was a there was a issue called Marvel Legacy, and they had a story arc from the Avengers of One Million BC, which had like a young Odin, the Phoenix of that time, a Ghost Rider of that time, so on and so forth. Oh, that sounds really cool, actually. It was really cool, and so far they are picking it up in the new Avengers series starting this summer, uh, which will deal with these dark celestials and these Avengers who fought them back about a million years ago. Uh, they didn't call themselves the Avengers, but like the, the team comp- composition's about <laughs> I don't. I don't think that word existed back in the day. <laughs> yeah, they were so, using grunts. Yeah, uh, it's, it's really cool. So uh, if you're into that, that's coming up. The Immortal Hulk is a series coming up. Um, it's more of a horror Hulk story. Um, Ooh, okay. Because apparently the Hulk can't die and doesn't want Bruce Banner to die, so he keeps like keeping him alive, and it's a horror story kind of series. So mm. uh, if you're into horror and Hulk, that's your deal. Um, new Daredevil jumping on point where Matt Murdock becomes the mayor of New York, the deputy mayor of New York. So if you're interested in seeing what, what that's like for him. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, written by, written by, uh, I think I'm pretty sure Daredevil will be written by, uh, an actual who, a guy who was a lawyer, Charles, Charles soul. Oh, so, all right. Uh, so <laughs> the actual like mechanics in there of legalities will be kind of true to, to life. Uh, Despicable Deadpool is coming up. Um, I think it might be actually out now, but it's going to be wrapping up. And then Scotty Young will be taking over Deadpool number one. Are you familiar with Scotty Young's work? Uh, sounds familiar. He draws like, they look like little kid versions of stuff. Uh, he's got a series called, um, I Hate Fairyland out right now uh, from Image. Mm, okay. If you look up Scotty Young, you'll you'll see. Um, mm-hmm. and, and trust me, a friend of the show, Brian Smith, he loves them young. He loves his variants young. <laughs> okay. uh, that might need some clarification in the court of law, but okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's fine. It's, that's the joke because you can't say that at the convention. Um, but apparently in the Despicable Deadpool um, coming up um, is like issue 300, and they got a world record for a number of characters on the cover. Um, oh, cool! So, uh, like, I think it's like three hundred different Deadpool's on that they said. So, I hope that cover artist got a little extra for that. <laughs> I, I th- he, it was his idea. That's that's the best part of it. So, in <laughs> uh, the first twenty pages, uh, they said were something they didn't think they could ever do in comic books. And he's Ooh. like, if, once the time, like the writer's like, once I said I could do these, I was kind of kind of be done with it. So, very um, tantalizing. Yeah, I was really excited to sit in that panel and see all the creators and and stuff talk about all this stuff because they were really really excited and. Um, I'm, I'm not reading a whole lot right now, but I definitely, with the Sentry issues coming up and all these other ones picking up, I might jump on this Avengers stuff and, and see yeah. what's going on. So Yeah, I'm curious how this new uh, Fantastic Four series is going to kick yeah. off. Just because usually when they bring characters back into the fold, out of nowhere, it, they're usually never not thinking about the movie universe. So it's going to be it'd be hard for me to imagine a Fantastic Four story beginning without considering maybe how it could affect movies that Disney is buying the rights of. So I might have to jump into that. 
Yeah, so right now, if you want to pick up that, there's a series called Marvel's 2-in-1, and it's following uh, Ben Grimm and the Human Torch uh, trying to find out where uh, Sue and uh, Reed went after mm. after Secret Wars. So um, that should wrap up and kick off Fantastic Four coming up. Uh, written by Dan Slott, who is who is wrapping up his run on Spider-Man uh, to, to take over that. So um, a lot of comic news, not a lot of movie news at C2E2, sadly, so... But they did have um, some some of the guardians there, and we'll talk about some of them here in a minute. Uh, cool, because they confirmed some of the some of this information we're going to talk about. Mike, uh, do you have any questions about C two E two as a whole? I mean, it was a long weekend, and um, it sounds it sounds like a good antidote for some of those people that I always hear that conventions are being taken over by movies. Uh, there are still conventions out there that focus heavily on comic books, so that is very very nice to hear. Yeah, a lot of lot of artists, a lot of a lot of nice people in the comic industry, a uh, lot of not a lot of movies there, but I mean it's also the first one kind of of the year in my book, but it's not the summer convention when everything's like kind of already out. So and and also movie news is almost predicated more on the schedule of the movie, not necessarily the convention. Like sometimes New York Comic Con will get trailers for stuff if that happens to coincide with kind of the October month. So it really just depends on release dates of things. So it's not saying that movie stuff could never come to C2E2, but like, you know, Avengers has already had like so much stuff out. It's not like, it's not like they're going to premiere like a trailer at C2E2 for Infinity War. Like yeah. You've already seen them all, you know? Yeah. I don't think they could hold the, uh, the, the audience size to, to do that in this place. So, <laughs> um, I definitely uh, recommend it for anyone who's on the fence. Um, it's a good weekend, and it's not quite New York or San Diego levels, but there's elbow room. I get to walk around, and I'm not rubbing into everybody everywhere I go. So um, really like it. Really have a good time, Mike. So hopefully maybe one day you can make it out to one of them. and uh, just that'd be fun. It out. That would be fun. Yeah, played a lot of Pokemon, to be honest, too, So <laughs> in the downtime. Of course. I think you sh- did. You share this news with me. I think this week that Stanley's blood has oh, been stolen. Oh my God! This news. This is the type of thing that it's just like if you want to get away with something, do something so heinous that you can't even believe it when people hear about it. So I I think maybe TMZ was the first to report it. I didn't read the whole article just because I didn't have time to jump into it. But this is disturbing, and I hope it's not true, but I have not heard a lot of people saying it's not, so I'm worried, Chris. Yeah, so this popped up a, a couple days ago um, in Las Vegas at a, a, a place called Avengers Station in Treasure Island um, that there's some Black Panther comic books are being sold with certificates that say hand-stamped signature of Stanley using Stanley's solvent DNA ink. So, apparently, in this instant, the DNA was stolen by a former business associate who forged documents to get blood from Lee and then has been infusing that with ink to sell, like, DNA infused comic books oh my god that is just that is just despicable on like every level i mean even take the celebrity and the uh accomplishments away from the person and just any elderly person you don't steal their blood by faking paperwork i don't care what you do with the blood afterward it's not okay so the fact that this is happening to stanley and also i feel like i read something a few weeks back about how some people that were close with stanley we're worried that he might have not be being treated right in his old age and people are kind of pushing friends away from him. So this is just like, this is scary. I feel like 
uh, all uh, I mean, I don't. It feels weird giving successful people advice, but all successful people out there make a contingency plan for when you get old and you can't like defend yourself. Like hire bodyguards on like really long retainers that will just protect the shit out of you or something. Like this, this, this really worrisome, man. Yeah, well, I mean, even then, like that. This um, apparently, this person was like a former business associate who also stole like 1.2 million from him. So like, it's even. It's even worse. Like so, like I don't even know if I trust bodyguards at this point. You got to figure something out sooner <laughs> than later. But uh, you know, we wish the best for Stan. Hopefully, we can hear some good news about Stan sooner than later. Because uh, yes, please. Uh, we need to see his uh, uh, cameo upcoming in Infinity War. <laughs> Stanley should just start like a podcast. He should just stay at home, like rest, lay down, whatever he needs to do, and he just needs to put a mic up to his mouth and just like start telling stories. That'd be like the number one podcast overnight. I'm I'm actually going to go with more of a uh, Big Brother house scenario where we can just keep an eye on them and make sure no one's hurt. <laughs> just put webcams up in the house and be like, okay, the fans will protect them. We'll tweet out whenever something shady's happening. That's right. Fans are going to take care of Stan Lee, and that's that's the way to do it right now. So yeah, we'll, we'll just we'll just uh, at reply uh, to Stanley and make sure we include nine one one Beverly Hills nine one one LAPD. <laughs> Just, I'm sure they'll get the tweets. Yeah, they'll 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 find out. They'll, they'll they'll probably be watching too, Mike. I mean, everybody loves Stanley. Yeah, and that's the name of the show right there. Everybody loves Stanley. Everybody loves Stanley. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, let's hopefully we hear something good out of that. Avengers: Infinity War is probably just going to take over our news for like the next Woo! month, uh, whether Man, we like it or it not. It is. It's taking over my Twitter feed. That is for sure. That's right. So there's new extended spots. I don't know if they're TV spots because there's like two and a half minutes, or there's not trailers, but. By God, don't fucking watch them. Like, I'm yeah. just going to put it out there. I know it's a little vulgar, but, like, there are things in this you cannot take back once you see. Yeah. And if, you, if you are new to the superhero slate, we let you know that we are very much against TV spots of all kind. Avoid them like the plague. Uh, if sometimes you can't because they're sponsored tweets or sponsored Instagram videos, just make sure you're quick on those fingers. Scroll by as fast as you can. Uh, we saw that last trailer, like what, maybe three weeks ago. Something like uh, that. Yeah, just that's all you need to see. I mean, I mean, honestly, we didn't even need to see that. We just needed to know when tickets were on sale. So keep those fingers nimble. Stay away from like comic book news websites if you can. We'll keep you safe here. So just listen to us. Yeah. We'll keep you safe from spoilers. And we won't show you. I mean, yeah. I won't show you. I've I've we, seen this already. Don't click on news links. Don't. I mean, you've got to like pretty much isolate yourself for a little while. And I, this is <laughs> this would this would if Mike saw this, I know Mike would be mad. So I'm just <laughs> gonna leave it at that. And the worst part about TV spots are you, they're not even on TV anymore. They're just there. Yeah. Uh, I can't watch anything. I've been trying to watch this yodeling kid in Walmart, and, I, and next thing you know, <laughs> infinity TV spots popping up on it. So. Oh man. Um. You, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. So avoid that stuff. Just that's your that's your thing. Uh, but thankfully, the they're taking a different marketing approach to this for reviews. They're only showing 24 to 30 minutes of footage to reviewers and mm-hmm. and people ahead of time before the full movie comes out. So these reactions and reviewers cannot spoil it because they don't see the whole thing. Um, and reactions from this. Do you want to know if they're good or bad, Mike, or you just want to leave it at that? Uh, I'm gonna I'm going to assume the reactions are positive, and if I don't want to know either way, yeah. like I feel like you're about to tell me they're over the roof or maybe they're sub like I don't want to know, Chris. Just leave it to yourself. It's, I'm a- it's cool. I mean, <laughs> any any early reaction that was bad would you would know about it 
sooner than later. But every, yeah. you know, if you get to see, if I got to see Avengers a month early, you think I'd say anything bad about it, whether <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah, thought it exactly. was bad or not? I mean. Yeah, I, I would. I mean, like you would just. I would give. I would high five anybody that probably made Batman versus Superman. If I got to see it early, yeah, know, I would. I, I, then, like a day later, I'd be like, "Oh no, why did I high five that guy? He did a bad job." Yeah, I, yeah, I, I post a thumbs up emoji for, for Justice League <laughs> to see it a month early. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's that, but also we get to see a really cool look at the Avengers IMAX uh, standee here. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is always very important to me because I, I, I have to remind people. Infinity War is filmed entirely with IMAX cameras. There's no special scenes like the airport scene in Civil War. This whole thing is IMAX. So if you go see it in a regular theater, Mike, you are just cheating yourself out of some screen real estate. (laughs) Well, I'll be cheating myself out the first time around, but... As I know, I usually dip into Avengers movies more than once, which is a big deal for me when it comes to movies. I don't like to go back multiple times. I like to, you know, dabble in stuff I haven't seen. But I feel like I'm going to need a second viewing of this, and I will hunt down the biggest freaking screen that I can find to watch this again. Yeah, uh, if you haven't bought your tickets or you have, um, just make sure you go see an IMAX. I mean, this is not this is not a something to take lightly. I feel, and and that's kind of why I keep reminding people this whole thing is an IMAX. This is unprecedented for a feature-length film and that's just mm-hmm. fantastic it sounds very expensive chris it i mean it, it, it it's i can't put a price tag on it but <laughs> but i tell you there are people out there trying to put price tags on this apparently infinity war is tracking to make over 230 plus million dollars opening weekend and we're still Dang. three we, we are still three weeks out just to kind of put that in perspective black panther was like near 200 to 205 it, yeah it, yeah this is this is uh this is gonna crush that kitty, if you know what I mean, wink, <laughs> wink. Uh, but uh, can you um, can you fathom if this makes two hundred thirty plus million dollars domestically opening weekend, Mike? I mean, I mean, Black Panther did better than its tracking. So we talked about this a few weeks ago. If you guys remember out there, if Infinity War tracks better than two hundred thirty million, this could be the movie that takes the number one opening weekend of all time. The Force Awakens still has it at 247 million and that's big and we talked about if infinity war can't do it what can do it anytime moving forward i mean like star wars is a huge franchise that came back from the dead to like steal all that box office uh money i feel like infinity war has a chance maybe the next avengers movie possibly if they just make it even bigger and even bigger but yeah i mean 230 million puts this at number two above last jedi so this is going to be crazy, Chris. They, are, I think they're shooting for number one. Yeah, I think it's also it's different because Star Wars resurrected something, and this is the culmination of something. So mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know. I'm really excited to see where it is. I'm, I plan to watch it several times in several theaters, possibly in several states if I can. So Well, just make sure you do it on that opening weekend so it all counts. <laughs> my, my tickets and seats are squared away. I was probably the third person in that theater to get them, so <laughs> I'm really excited. Uh, also, they've confirmed this has like the biggest marketing push in Marvel's history, which to me, is, it sounds silly because I'm like, this thing can market itself. You don't have to put any money behind <laughs> oh, it at all. I mean, I believe it. I follow, you know, just like everybody else out there, like I follow like the Marvel Twitter account, not really for hard hitting news, but you know, you want to get those like exclusive like uh, character posters whenever they drop, you know, because that's where they go first as that Twitter account. And I've been, we have been seeing new character posters like literally every week for like the last month. And that has, I've never seen that happen before in a movie. So they are pushing at every front and yeah, 
They're going to open up big. They're going to just get as much cash. They're going to rob the bank for as long as they can until Deadpool 2 comes out. Yeah, and probably even a little farther after that, uh, yeah. to be honest. Um, it's funny you mentioned the Twitter because the person who handles the Twitter is Ryan Panagos, Agent M on, mm-hmm. on Twitter. I ran into him this weekend. Oh, you did. And tweeted. I ran into, I ran into him at Comic Con like uh like two years ago. He's yeah. out there, man. Yeah, I see. I see. I've, I've had several conversations with him, and I tweeted at him afterwards, pitching my newest serial ID idea <laughs> for the Infinity Wars serial because you you have to have a tie-in serial, Mike. You yeah, can't, exactly. You can't not. And so I'm thinking like it's like Captain Crunch, but the little yellow pieces are the crunchy basic pieces are Infinity Gauntlet shaped. Okay, I can see it. It's like a corn type of a cereal for the for the at least the glove. The glove, and then the marshmallows are the Infinity Stones. Oh, or or possibly there could be a variant where the stones are like fruity pebble flakes. But I could see it going either way. I mean, I like kids the, like yeah, marshmallows. I'm, I'm thinking marshmallows because I like marshmallows. Yeah, and, I see where you're going. It's and, a guilty pleasure cereal. This isn't healthy morning breakfast. This is candy. No, this is the one you buy to get the prize inside of it because you Ooh, have to prize? have the prize. What's the prize? That's you, crucial. I don't. I honestly haven't got that. Maybe it's maybe it's different Infinity Stone shapes. Uh, like, or you, I think you just cross promote with Funko and you put those little Funko Pop keychains. They're they're doing that already with some of the other cereals. Like uh, like they have some like Elvira Choc- Chocula stuff, and you can what? get that. <laughs> yeah, it's already, they're already doing that, Mike. You're, no, I don't right. like it. I don't like it one bit. I want the Infinity Stones, so you have to buy all the all of them to keep getting more stones. And then okay, then the box <laughs> folds into a gauntlet itself. It's inside out. Oh my gosh, Chris! I gotta get this cereal. Somebody you're, hire you're, me. You're Somebody describing me. it. You're describing it so thoroughly. I can already believe it's real. They're I always mean, after my Infinity Gauntlets. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to go. I don't want to go into a tangent right now, but I was just at the store earlier, and and um, cinnamon toast crunch is now like making a shredded wheat type cereal and injecting it with the cinnamon toast crunch flavor. So I mean, those cereal companies, they're they're stretching. They're trying to combine, they're trying to do crossovers with cereals. I've seen like I've seen basically uh, frosted donuts thrown into a box pretty much. I bought a cereal the other week that was s'mores. So it was like golden grams with like pieces of um pieces of like uh marshmallow and like chocolate cereal it's not healthy at all i i feel bad when i eat it but it's so good so there is definitely room in the market for your infinity gauntlet cereal man i mean that i mean that sounds i mean i i will i want it i agent m like my tweet so obviously he's on board so it's up to mark it's up to marvel now to hire me and make this so yeah that's a social media contract that like will hold up in a court of law it definitely will thank you for for saying that i'm gonna go <laughs> i'm gonna go read my um mayor mayor daredevil series and see what i can learn and yeah there you go brush up on your law that's right but black panther movie is still oh no i'm sorry we're, not, we're still in avengers in infinity war c2e2 dave batista and um the the, the girl who played mantis was there and I think uh, Sean, <laughs> that's, that's about as much love as uh, Mantis gets, because even when those new character posters uh, came out this week, you know, Marvel tweets it in order because they can't fit it all in one tweet. And of course, War Machine and Mantis, they're like the very last tweet. So, <laughs> uh, well, I think so. The actress's name is Palm Clementif. And then uh, James Gunn's brother, Sean Gunn, who plays Craglin in CGI's for uh, does the green screen for Rocket was there. And um, they were talking about stuff and confirmed that James Gunn actually wrote the dialogue for the Guardians in Infinity War. That's pretty cool. To kind of keep the consistency with the characters, right? I mean, I think that's great because Infinity War is more of a collaboration of 10 years. More than just, you know, the Russo brothers who came in with Infinity War 
and, and went from there. I think having everyone be able to contribute is going to get a better film on the whole. So yeah, Chris, I, I, I would like the, to pitch something to you just real quick because I came up with this idea the other day and I feel like I need to put the idea out into the world because if I'm right, I want, I want uh, audio proof that I was maybe the first to say it. So are, are you ready? Go for it. I'm, I'm so, listening. So, so I believe Infinity War is going to kind of be split up into space and Earth. You know, we're going to have Thor and the Guardians in space. We're going to have our terrestrial heroes, uh, you know, on on the surface of the Earth. And at some point in the movie, uh, I, I think the Milano is basically going to, like, swoop in and maybe uh, save uh, Cap and his friends from the Outriders or at least help them hold back the line. But I think it's going to happen in a very specific way. I think off into the distance when Cap is, you know, when he thinks it's all is lost and he's not going to be able to tackle all of these lines. Line of outriders he's going to start to hear something off into the distance off into the tree line if you will he's going to hear like he's going to hear speakers he's going to hear music and he's like he's like music this is we're out in the middle of nowhere like in wakanda what is that music and then we, we start Ooh, to hear chocolate. uh Ooh, we, start, <laughs> we start to hear at first i was afraid i was petrified Oh, and this is, uh, this is I Will Survive by uh, Gloria Gaynor. So that gets louder and louder. And then right as the Milano like uh, swoops in and starts firing lasers or guns, I don't, I don't remember exactly uh, what, uh, what weaponry is on that. Uh, you hear the lyrics, and now you're back from outer space. It's just like the perfect lyric for like Star-Lord to sweep, swoop back onto the planet. And this song is on, I believe, the animated soundtrack for the Guardians of the Galaxy animated show. So this song could slot in very easily. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I've been thinking about this scene a little bit too much in my head and I, I, I just need to get it out of my head because I feel like it's not going to happen. I'm going to be disappointed now. But if this happens, you set, I, will be a, I will be a genius because I thought about it before. You set yourself up for disappointment here. Let's, let's put that <laughs> out there uh, probably and then um what what's i guess i that's very on the nose so yeah i know but that's that's why it's probably not going to happen it's too on the nose and i probably wouldn't like it if it happened because it wouldn't live up to the expectations in my head but you know i'm putting it i'm putting it out there you know if for some reason you guys want to do like a last minute reshoot that'll probably cost you a bajillion dollars you know that idea is free i don't want any money for it just let me walk on set for the next movie that'd be fun I'm thinking, actually, I, f- I know where the Soul Stone is now. It's the <laughs> Trouble Man soundtrack. No, it's in the Zune. Be- <laughs> it's it's the Trouble Man soundtrack because it's uh, well that's the one Captain America is listening to in Winter Soldier because it's got a lot of soul in there and in that. Uh, so okay, maybe there's just this weird bizarre thing where like the 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 record morphs with the Zune and we're like, what is going on? It's like a Transformers crossover. What? Thanos will hear the music <laughs> and it will touch his soul and he will the, the soul stone will reveal itself to him you, you know it's just all it's all gonna come back to that dance off we're gonna find out very quickly that this is the this is the only move that the guardians have they're just like uh we just defeat people with dance off so let's just we saw it in the trailer star lord was just like that's a dumb plan i don't like that idea like let's do my plan it's gonna be a dance off and this is captain know. america's last dance that he gets to have that he never got to have oh they're gonna resurrect uh, oh it's uh, all tying <laughs> together it's all tying together I, i'm seeing uh, you, it now. you heard it here first exclusively on the Superhero Slate podcast. That's right. Captain's going to slow dance with Thanos to the Trouble Man soundtrack. Uh, all right. I'm so sorry. But, yeah, it's great that James Gunn is writing the dialogue. That's that's fun. That is really cool. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Black Panther still making headlines, still breaking records. It just became the third highest movie domestic, uh, unadjusted. It just beat out Avatar. So I think Titanic 
and um, Star Wars: The Last Jedi are still front in front of it Ooh, domestically. Good job, Black Panther, and I think it's about to scrap up some more money here soon. Yeah, uh, and it's also the tenth highest grossing movie ever, by the way. So it's the top ten in the billion dollar range. But it's also the first film to publicly screen in Saudi Arabia in over thirty five years. Ooh, that is awesome. <laughs> I, well, they should start with Iron Man and work their way through. But you know what? We'll we'll, we'll take what we can get on this. <laughs> At least it wasn't the Emoji Movie. That's all we have to be. That's right. All we have to be happy for. <laughs> Who was the Emoji Movie? Where did that go again? Uh, wasn't that like Dubai or something like yeah, that? Yeah, United yeah. Arab Emirates, I think. Oh man, those poor souls. <laughs> That's why we haven't heard it about any more movies going over there. So. Oh well, but Black Panther, I'm I'm excited to get it on home release. I don't know anything about that, but it's still in theaters. It's still making money, and um, you can guarantee a sequel will be announced pretty soon. I bet. So, uh, Luke Cage, the other African American superhero in Marvel right now. I know you're not a huge fan of of his show, um, but I I do have a new screenshot to share because we've been doing some interviews because it comes out in June, uh, showing the heroes for hire, Mike. I know you also don't like Iron Fist. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll just clarify so- here. I I love uh I love Mike Coulter. I love Luke Cage's character. Just you know, the first half of the show is good. The second half was a little bit of a letdown. So I think uh, Luke Cage is definitely he's got something there. You know, he's got there is there is so much potential in that character. But Iron Fist, I think it's literally nothing. I think it's a hollow shell. That I'm not too sure uh, even Luke Cage can save, but I do notice in the screenshot it looks like they're both wearing a Carhartt, so maybe that's a tie-in sponsorship that Netflix is going on, but I don't know. I just want every time Iron Fist says something stupid, just Luke Cage just like slaps him down to the ground. I'd love that. That would be that'd be enough for me, maybe. I, I'm really excited to see the Heroes for Hire because I think the thing with Luke Cage and Iron Fist is I don't think they're, to me, I mean, the first half of Luke Cage, I agree, very good, but he's hard to carry by himself. And so is Iron, Iron Fist is even harder to carry by himself. Um, so hopefully by putting them together, they can at least create a dynamic that's a little more different than what we've gotten before. Yeah, um, I'm curious how much uh, this is going to be a Heroes for Hire, like 13-episode arc, uh, just because we saw Luke Cage a little bit in Jessica Jones, but that's really the only time we have seen a character crossover like outside of the Defenders. I mean, I suppose the Punisher, but that's a little different just because he, he started in that and then we didn't know he was getting series and then he did. So it's a little weird uh, um, uh, scheduling-wise. You don't really know what came first, the chicken or the egg. But, I mean, if most of these episodes are Heroes for Hire, that could be cool. Uh, but if Iron Fist is just, like, going to dip in and dip out, it's just like, well, I don't know what's going on. Uh, I don't know. We'll have, to fe- we'll have to see how Netflix does it. Maybe I'll love it no matter what. Maybe th- this will be the way that I end up enjoying Iron Fist. Yeah, I mean, so they they at least in this interview, they acknowledged uh, people's complaints of the show. So Good. I've been acknowledged. <laughs> yeah, so um, they, they at least know that the, the second half is not as widely loved as the first. So... Um, going into that, we'll we'll definitely see when that what that happens uh, come June. You know the Secret Warriors uh, show that's coming out, the movie, the cartoon one. Yeah, the animated series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's not a series; it's actually a feature film. Um, oh yeah, that's right. I'm getting it confused with um, Bravest Brave New Warriors, whatever they're called, <laughs> Squirrel Girl show. That yeah, but that's still not animated. So yeah, but then Squirrel yeah. Girl's also in it, so I get yeah. confused. Yeah, so New Warriors is the live action. Secret Warriors is the, the animated one we've talked about. Um, but apparently this feature film may serve as a platform for a TV show. Um, so if it goes well, much like the animated Star Wars Clone Wars did, they could 
you know, move to a TV show, which I think they will. I don't know if they'll be able to keep their voice actors for all of it because, I mean, they have, I mean, unless S.H.I.E.L.D. gets canceled, which rumors are it's on the up and up, Mike. It may get a six. Um, that uh, getting Daisy Johnson or, or the actress whose name I can't think of off the top of my head. She's right here looking at me in one of these pictures I have. Um, Chloe Bennett, right? There we go. Chloe Bennett. Uh, trying to get her to, in this quake might be a little harder, but. You know, who knows well, what this? Uh, you may have told me this before, but I'm sure it was one in, one one ear out the other since I hadn't caught up with Shield yet. But the 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 girl, uh, I don't know if she's a mutant or inhuman or what the deal is, but the new girl enemy in Agents of Shield that yeah. throws the weird boomerang thing. Apparently, she's a voice actress yes. on this Secret Warriors movie. I think for uh, Spider Gwen. So yeah, yeah. Called Ghost, she's there. actually called Ghost Spider in the animated show for some reason. Right. Don't know why. All right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Her name, uh, I think, in the in Shield is Ruby. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, and then it's got uh, the actress who was, who is Agent May, who also voiced Mulan, is the villain uh, upcoming in Secret Warriors. I I recommend catching up with Agents of Sealed. I didn't watch this is just for the proverbial people listening I know you are probably caught up. I didn't watch Friday's episode just because I haven't gotten around to it but I'm all caught up and things are getting crazy man. I mean they have been crazy but I'm like where is this season going? Uh, Yeah so uh, once you watch Friday's I'm going to need you to text me because it's going to change the back half of this season in a big way and I love it. Oh cool. Awesome. I'm really excited for that. Another thing Mike uh, I think was the first person or second to text me about was actually the Spider-Man PS4 had a game has a release date now. Oh, kind of, it looks so fun. Uh, for September 7th, it came with a little little trailer here, but I, I don't have that linked. Um, but if you pre-order it, you can um, will get to choose between multiple suits to put your thing in as DLC. So um, one of them is the Punk Spider. So he looks like if like the Ramones dressed up as Spider-Man kind of thing. Yeah, I've, I've seen some cosplayers do Punk Spider-Man. It was pretty cool. And um, you're going to be able to dress up as, like, a bunch of classic Spider-Men, they say. So if you have a favorite, he's pro- they're probably going to be in here. Yeah, and, and if you're out there unfamiliar with the hype around Spider-Man games, I think the last really kind of, like, standout Spider-Man game that people really just dug their teeth into was sp- the Spider-Man 2 based on the Spider-Man 2 movie. But, you know, it was a loose connection. But they just really got web-slinging right and I, th- they are making a very concerted effort to make sure web slinging is just as fun in this game. And I even saw like a whole like trailer that was dedicated to the gameplay of like web slinging. So, I mean, I, I honestly think I'm gonna have to get a PS4 just to play this one single game because, uh, as my, as I tell my wife all the time, uh, I, I often have reoccurring dreams where I am Spider-Man. It sounds very weird, very nerdy, and some people some people might be turned off about that if I say that, but like it is super fun dreaming that you're Spider-Man. That's all I can say. So hopefully this is enough of a mental um, a connection to you people listening that tonight you will dream that you are Spider-Man because it is fun as shit. So sorry for the language, but it's just it's just that it's just that fun, man. I hope they have a VR segment in this game cuz putting oh. the VR headset and swinging around in first person would yeah, be pretty be cool. awesome. Um, so, but there's that. Uh, also, that month, that month also has what was it? Spyro the Dragon remaster, Mike. Oh yeah, I heard that's coming back. So, if you're a Spyro fan and Spider-Man fan, anything SP starts with SP. September is, <laughs> is your month for video yeah, games. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the connection right there. Two letters. <laughs> yeah, well, September starts with an S and it has a P in it. I see. I see how this is lining up. This is this is a cosmos aligning, Mike, for us. So. <laughs> Um, but if Mike says it's good, Mike doesn't own a video game console that's new, but sounds like you're on board. So you would, I, that's, hype, that's great. The hype, is, the hype is real. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, the Venom movie, we've got a new rumor popping out of that thing. 
um, is that Woody Harrelson will be the car- actor who plays Carnage in that movie after all. So Yeah, this is kind of a, a leftover, I would say, almost from April Fool's Day, because I did see this rumor, but it was right around April 1st, and I was like, I literally don't know if I can trust this or what I'm supposed to do. So I guess maybe if it's still out there in the world a week later... Maybe there's a little bit of credence to the fact that it's not an April Fool's joke and maybe just a normal rumor, which is also just very much unconfirmed. Uh, I mean, Woody Harrelson is, he's pretty crazy. I mean, he's a, I, I like him as an actor, so uh, it seems like he would play, um, I guess not an older older Carnage. He would just be an older person that becomes Carnage. So that could, that could be cool. I mean, I don't know, man. <laughs> I've, I've been hearing that the we won't be seeing a lot of... Uh, uh, Tom Hardy suiting up as Venom in this movie. It's going to be maybe like a second or third act type of thing, which is kind of a bummer. So, well, you see, uh, this is why know, you you can't read news because all that has been debunked already. So, oh, it has. Good. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad. I'm I'm glad I'm here to to be debunked. Yeah. No, that's why I had that in the news one week, and then uh, like Tom Hardy and some other people, were like, no, that's that's not true at all. Um, what the final result will be is still up in the air. Probably won't know much, but I really hope to see a suit sooner than later. Yeah, we um, need another. We need another trailer. I would imagine something. A trailer would come out after Infinity War, maybe Deadpool. Once kind of that hype kind of wears off, be like, hey, remember Venom? Is Venom R rated? Um, that's the question. If it's R rated, putting it with Deadpool would be perfect. Yeah, that's uh, true. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a quick Google. Do do a Google here. Um, I don't see a rating here. So, uh, aiming for an R rating on a small budget kind of thing here. yeah that's all i got so if it's r-rated i agree venom if not maybe ant-man and the wasp to get that marvel oh. synergy going on yeah that could be so um I, either way i think woody harrelson if he can channel like what was it is uh he was crazy in uh, one of the what was that movie he was in in the 90s man so i'm one of my <laughs> shelves can't think of it i'm having one of those moments this is the remnants right. of c2e2 in a five-hour <laughs> car drive it's uh, all right people can google it he's crazy yeah, yeah. Natural Born Killers. Natural Born Killers. He played a, a serial killer in that. So if he could channel that, I'd, I'd be on board. Um, he, but he doesn't need to channel his role from, uh, what was it, uh, Kingpin, where he's the bowler. <laughs> so so we'll be good. Do you want to see the Deathstroke movie or not? This oh, is God. Add this to the list of DC movies. Not not announced from DC, but just reportedly in the works. <laughs> you know what's surprising? Every single uh, DC movie that has been announced or in the works are rumored all sound like a great idea if they just start over from scratch. That's the problem. They could announce literally anything going forward, and I'm not going to be excited just because it's connected to this this really, really, really poor start. But, um, I mean, I guess that's good for Joe Magnanello because we thought that Deathstroke was going to be dropped from the Batman movie, and then who knows when he would pop back up. It would and, be cool to see, like, Deathstroke, like, fight the Teen Titans. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, he... I don't know where I'd even put him, but I didn't like, again, spoiler alert, Justice League, he's in the end. Uh, I didn't like all how gray he was in that one. I'd like to see a younger one, maybe. Because Joe Manganiello, he's still young. He's got the, he, he could pull off a younger one and maybe maybe work his way there. But um, I, I think having Joe Manganiello as Deathstroke is a good casting role. And if you're going to do it, keep him and, and that's, that's fine with me. So, um, but I don't think it needs to be tied into the higher uh, i guess universe of, of dc if that makes any sense 
Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, just make sure his shirt is off in the trailer, and you'll get some uh, Magic Mike residual uh, viewership coming to the theater. So that's what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. That Magic Mike, I mean, if they can sync it up where Deathstroke and Gambit come out the same weekend, they could just re-release Magic Mike and, and <laughs> make it like a three-way movie. There you yeah. go. More synergy on the podcast today. Yeah, that's right. We know what's up. We know what the people want. Have you been watching Gotham? <laughs> <laughs> feel like you couldn't even get that out. With I couldn't. I know you're not. I know a lot of people dropped off. Uh, so, But I've been following the news on this. So the Joker origin has this character called Jerome, but it won't be Jerome after all. You want to know who it's going to be, Mike? Who's it going to be? His twin brother. <laughs> he has a twin brother, and that's what they're, they did. Like, it's not Jerome. Wow. It's his twin we brother. T- we're like, hey, we told you it wasn't going to be him. We weren't lying. We're just going to use the exact same actor who looks exactly the same in the same age range and every oh god okay yeah. whatever <laughs> so i just thought that was kind of funny um i'm still hearing good things about krypton because it like it's not doing what gotham is doing and they're like this is this is what you should have done gotham you idiots and um <laughs> that's still blowing my mind that people are like yeah we really like krypton I'm like, good, oh. good for sci-fi. I like the rebranding that sci-fi has been doing recently. Um, there's a couple of people that I follow on Twitter that are like legit, like PhD physicists and like astronomers and scientists, and like sci-fi hired them to like you know blog on their website and like sci-fi like puts news out every once in a while, um, just like they're running like a news website like about like Marvel stuff and about other TV shows. So it's like it's cool to see that they're really kind of like diving into the nerdiness of science fiction, whether it's on their network or not. So, and I hear the Expanse is good. Uh, I think Magicians has a couple seasons. People like that show. They got, so. They've got Futurama right now, so you can yeah. catch your Futurama on there. Yeah, so g- good for sci-fi. You know, really uh, digging their feet in. I heard that they're. I think they're adapting like a sci-fi book coming up. Um, oh no, it was. We talked about it on the show. It was that like uh, School for Assassins or something. Oh like that. oh oh. Um, so it's right behind me. Deadly Class. Yeah, and that's so, with the Russo brothers. Yeah, so good, good for sci-fi. I mean, I don't have cable, so I can never watch any of this stuff. So uh, maybe, maybe they'll connect themselves to like a streaming network. You know, make it a bolt-on. I have Hulu. Make sci-fi a bolt-on for like a dollar a month or something. I do that. Mm-hmm. It's on. It's on my uh, basic package for Directv now, actually. Uh, and cool. so sometimes, like again, if you need background noise, my wife will put on Futurama, and it's just that's sci-fi for us. And they've been showing a lot of uh, some Marvel movies too. So um, yeah, I, I like them. So that's that's cool. Uh, I probably won't watch it still, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> right now is the thing we I've kind of been waiting for, Mike. I don't know about you, but uh, right now we get to watch the Solo Star Wars story trailer number two. Um, that just went live during American Idol while we start, like when we started recording, and we decided let's just do it live since we both haven't seen it yet. And uh, I'm ready to watch it. Are you ready to watch it? All we'll right, we'll watch it. it. We'll watch it, and then uh, we'll come back, and you guys will hear our instant reactions. All right, three, two, one, let's go. Oh my gosh, do you think Chewbacca is gonna die on that train, Chris? I do. I do think he <laughs> this, is this is the last appearance of Chewbacca. Did you? Does, was Chewbacca hugging another Wookiee at yes. one point there? Yeah, there was another Wookiee in there. <laughs> is is that like his Wookiee wife or something? Uh, it could be. He's 190 oh, no. years old. He can have about, all the girls he wants. Are we about to see like uh, Chewie's like sordid past and like see uh, he's like a philanderer? Maybe he's just like running around with other Wookies and uh, maybe that's okay for Wookies. You know, maybe maybe that's just in their society. They can just like uh, run around with others. 
Uh, I'm loving the Rogue One aesthetic still. You know, Rogue One is maybe a movie I haven't really felt I needed to revisit, but I've always liked the aesthetic of it. Kind of hits that kind of uh, A New Hope movie timeline, but kind of upgrades it with kind of fancier visuals. Uh, so I'm loving like this train heist that looks like it'll be a really mm-hmm. fun set piece. Um, Woody Harrelson, I forgot he was in this movie. It looks like we'll see him as Carnage and also in this movie possibly. Um, yeah, it looks. Would it you looks say fun. that you have a a pretty good feeling about this? Yeah, I mean, surprisingly, yeah, it looks like it might be fun. Like that's the takeaway that I'm taking from this trailer. Albeit it's just a trailer, I've seen great trailers and bad movies afterwards. Uh, it just looks fun, so mm. I like that. I like that it looks fun. So let's hope it ends up being a good movie. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, um, he did say I have a very good feeling about this, and that's why I said that, Mike. Because uh, okay, that's <laughs> the like, opposite you know of what he normally <laughs> says. They always say I've got a bad feeling about this. Uh, well, this is the origin of him getting that bad feeling. Yeah. Um. I mean, I like. I mean, it looks really good. I think at one point they someone dropped an ATST off near somebody, and like that big metal heaviness of it, like looked really cool. Uh-huh. Uh, the heist looks awesome. I mean, I it's not Harrison Ford, and you know what? That's fine. That was perfectly fine with me. You know, uh, they can't they can't have Billy D. Williams and Harrison Ford in here. But what they do have, I think, is two pretty good actors, and I, I think it's gonna be good. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm excited. I'm more excited for it now. Watching, I'm like, okay, this is really this is really fun. Like you said, it's fun. It's gonna be a fun heist. And you know, I'm on board. I didn't. I didn't realize that all of our droids in the Star Wars universe have been male because the droid that we get in this movie has a female voice. And I just, I never put that together. So I was like, I guess it's cool that we're getting female droids. I never know that was a a gender gap that uh, we were missing out on, but uh, that's cool. I love, I loved K2SO and uh in rogue one so i love it i love it when we can, when we can add new fun droids to the canon just because i always loved the the design of the droid so uh looks like this will be fun too but this droid will probably die a horrific death that'll make me cry also yeah well i think it's funny that all these extra droids are like very very uh sassy and like have like mm. very obnoxious personality like these aren't your regular astromech droids these are very these are characters in and of themselves because the like K2SO mm-hmm. and L337, I think, which is like, that spells leet, right? That's that's the, the the online tech for writing the word leet. Oh, yeah, I guess. So that's L337, um, voiced by actress Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I have honestly no, I, I can't pull anything up here that I, I've seen her in, uh, except I, I didn't watch Broadchurch, but she was in an episode of Broadchurch. All right. So um, she's the voice actress for it, and she's British. So hopefully that'll that'll come off really well. I, I thought it was fun. I mean, uh, if you're excited, Mike, you might be able to go to the the, is it the Cannes Film Festival. <laughs> I don't. I honestly don't think I'm going to be making it this year. I mean, I go every year. I, 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 you know, I charter a yacht and everything, but you know, the yachts are all taken. No. Yeah. Well, (laughs) yeah, that's what you get for working with charter, I guess. But this film will debut at at the, at the Cannes Film Festival this month on April 15th. So, um, we'll probably hear some reactions from that and, and kind of go from there a month over a month ahead of time. So uh, I'm okay. I'm on board with this. I'm on board. This is this is a turnaround probably, for us. You know, I'll I'll be I'll say it. You know, we were down on this movie. We didn't think we needed it. I guess still we could hold true to the fact that we probably don't need this story. But at least if we have to get it, it looks like it might be entertaining. I I'm gonna I think you know Rogue One is okay for me, but the ending is way too like heavy 
and uh, it's just yeah. I don't think the ending on this one's going to be very heavy. My theory, I don't know if I told you this last week on the show or if it was just out loud to people this week. I think the ending of this movie will end with them in the cantina from A New Hope. And oh really? It'll be like someone's other. Uh, be sitting at the table. They will sit down at the table, and that's right when Obi Wan will be pointed in their direction. I mean, that would be kind of cool because it would be interesting to set a precedent at the end of all of these Star Wars story movies that it hooks into another one. Um, but yeah, I, I don't mean, think I don't it. think we I don't you know, think we need a sequel to this. I think this yeah. is it. Yeah, I mean, screw it. You might as well. I've said this before in the past. These Star Wars story movies should just should just do their best to just have fun, be creative, do whatever they want because they're not technically connected to the main canon. I mean, I know they are, but they're just kind of like slotting these movies in just in the meantime while you don't get a Star Wars movie that year. So, yeah, whatever. Do whatever you want. Just, you know, make it entertaining. Um, who cares if I haven't watched Rogue One again? They got my money. Well, I think also <laughs> on this one, this is the last actual official standalone movie we we have from Star Wars. Nothing else has been announced. So, except for uh, the main trilogy, Ryan Johnson's trilogy, uh, John Favreau's TV show in the Game of Thrones guys. Oh series. yeah, that that's true. I mean, they've announced so much beyond a Star Wars story. Maybe we won't see that Obi Wan movie. Maybe these will just be these weird one-off Star Wars movies that were just like. Remember when they made those random two Star Wars movies? Well, like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Well, they also like the thing is like they've had so much bad luck with both of them. I mean, they had to redo the whole third act on Rogue One to get yeah. it out in time, and this one. They had to fire the directors in the middle of it. Uh, so, I mean, they have had really bad luck with these standalones, and maybe it's just time for, the, like, this is our last one. We're just going to work on the trilogies going forward. So Yeah. All right. Well, it, it, I guess it was fun while it lasted. Yeah. Well, that's – I agree. I agree. Uh, so we'll be there. Um, Indiana Jones 5, I'm not very sold on yet because Harrison Ford is old, man. He's old. How old is – Harrison Ford, 75 years old. His birthday is July 13th, 1942. He was born before, well, during World War II, I guess, technically. Uh, that is an old, old man. Yeah, I would not be surprised if he wouldn't be jumping into uh, Indiana Jones he, 6. <laughs> he was he was doing Star Wars older than we are right now, Mike. I mean, <laughs> put it that way. But, I mean, Steven Spielberg is bringing Harrison Ford back for Indiana Jones 5, and it will be his last movie. Thank God, just <laughs> end it, start it over. I don't care. Now I don't, I don't know this for sure because I still haven't seen Blade Runner twenty forty nine yet, and I still want to see it. So don't spoil it, whether I'm right or wrong. But uh, uh, Harrison Ford came back for Star Wars. He died. Maybe he came back for Blade Runner and died. It's hard for me to imagine him coming back for Indiana Jones and dying just because those are kind of fun adventure movies. I hope he wouldn't die. I hope he just kind of like. Like, the whole movie, he's just fed up with adventuring. He's just like, I'm 75 years old. I'm tired of being adventuring. There's this really nice condo that I bought down in Florida. I'm just going to go hang out there. Screw you, kids. Go out and do whatever adventuring you're going to do. They just invented the color television. I'm going to go ahead and just watch soap operas all day and just uh, drink cocktails. Leave me alone. I'm old. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let him crash his plane a few more times. He's having fun. (laughs) So, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what story they're going to tell. I don't know what they're going to try to do with it. Hopefully it's not a Kingdom of the Crystal Skull again, but I, I don't know, man. I just, it'll be his last, and, and that's fine by us. I think that's, <laughs> that's the way to walk away from it. Uh, speaking of movies that have billions in their, their lineup here is Star Wars, or Jurassic World, The Fallen Kingdom. 
I about said the fallen Jedi or something like that because that's what it would sound like. <laughs> oh uh, man, can we get lightsabers mixing up with some dinosaurs? That'd be fun. Give it about five more years, maybe ten. <laughs> uh, the final trailer for the Fallen Kingdom has been classified. It's like two and a half minutes. Gonna probably drop with Infinity War. There's precedent with yeah, this. I can with, see that with uh, the first Jurassic World trailer coming with Age of Ult- Ultron. Or the last. Mm. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. So, uh, probably precedent with this. It's going to make a lot of money. I'm still not sold on Fallen Kingdom over the first one. So Screw it. I think they're going to be mixing humans and dinosaurs in this one finally. And I've just kind of like uh, jumped ship onto this other crazy ship that has a way more motors. And it's being very dangerous and going in circles. So, uh, whatever. I'm into it. <laughs> Mike, your boat is sinking. You're like, your you're, you're bucket of water. You're just dumping water out. I'll just jump on the next one, man. That's the great thing about these Jurassic World movies. Whenever that boat's about to sink, another one comes on and I jump onto that. Oh, Lord. Chris, Chris Pratt, sir, he's driving it, so it's okay. You're just on the Pratt bus. That's all you are. Let's <laughs> not lie about it. Are you excited for Toy Story 4, another uh, movie that has a I, lot of movies? Mixed emotions. <laughs> so the release date has been confirmed for June 21st, 2019. A lot of people were worried since Rashida Jones and her writing partner, Will, something left uh, because of the well, the head of Pixar was... He's one of those, Is the Me Too movement got him or something yeah, like that. Yeah, John Lasseter doing some creepy, creepy hugging up there in the Bay Area. That's right. So um, Stephanie Folsom, who helped write Thor Ragnarok, has was hired on to pin the script back then. So um, that's why Toy Story 4 is 2019. I guess they're, they're feeling confident about it. So Yeah, I um, mean, we're, we were just talking about do we need a Han Solo movie? Do we need a Toy Story 4 is like the biggest question that I keep throwing around in my head. Just because the third movie just ended on such a perfect note of Andy going through his childhood and finally leaving his toys off at a new home. And it was just emotional. And that's the part where I cried. Everyone cried when they're going into the incinerator. I knew they weren't going to be burned burned alive. But when Andy drove away in his car and his toys were left there, that literally made me cry. Like, it makes me emotional even thinking about it right now. What a perfect ending for these characters. But at the same time, they've, you know, they've been making little Toy Story holiday shorts for a while now. And I watched some of them over the holidays with my family that continued after Toy Story 3. And I was like, yeah, these are, you know, these are fun. These characters are entertaining. I mean, at least they're not throwing them onto, you know, Netflix and making like a series like they do with every DreamWorks movie that gets made. So, and then you have to deal with these weird other voice actors that you're not familiar with. So... I don't know. I'm confident that it, they can make it good, but even if it's good, I don't know if I want it. I mean, what the the the, the toys are just going to be playing with iPhones and just making jokes about how they're not fun anymore. I don't know. That that's my rant. <laughs> you're you're wholly speculating on stuff that's not even out there, but yes. Oh well, I mean exactly. The movie's uh over a year away. I gotta speculate, man. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a, I like other. I would want a. I guess a third Monsters Inc. movie before a fourth Toy Story movie to mm-hmm. to kind of make up for uh, Monsters U because Cars Ugh, three made yeah. up for Cars two thankfully so <laughs> give me my apology for Monsters University with with the more Monsters Inc. stuff I don't care if it's becoming a show I want to see another movie or even a Bug's Life well, why don't we get into more Bug's Life Mike Yeah let's get another Bug's Life I think those bugs got something new to say I got to see <laughs> better graphics on these bugs than yeah. what was happening in 1997 so uh, Yeah how how about the bugs crossover with the toys they're around the same size Yeah in, no no, get out. No crossovers. <laughs> we don't need a Pixar-connected universe. That's already enough crazy theories out there about that. Yeah, that's true. So, But Toy Story 4 coming out in June next year, so we'll we'll have that on our radar to-do list. 
Lastly, some uh, some Lord of the Rings news, if you will. Uh, all right. Uh, apparently, Amazon's TV show, uh, this is going to cost over a billion dollars, I think they said. Uh, yeah. No no confirmation quite on that, but the TV show has a five-season commitment already. Ooh, that is huge. I can't even imagine what the commitment was for Game of Thrones when they started that one off, but I can't imagine it was five seasons. I mean, I if, the, if you pay that much money for a property, I think they're like, these shows are getting made no matter what. So yeah. you better hope that they're good, people. <laughs> well, I think this also helps them plan out their stories maybe a little better. Um, yeah, I can see that. That way they're not like, <laughs> well, we wrote season one, where the hell do we take season two? Um, so if they do five, so they can like, here's one, two, three, four, five, have a, like a general consensus and go maybe even film a bunch of them at once. Kind of like they did the original movies. Um, yeah, I guess <laughs> because everyone complains about game of Thrones, the wait for game of Thrones, right? Mm-hmm. But if they're already working on five seasons of Lord of the Rings, they can start filming them. And so they were consistently getting them year after year at the same time. <laughs> year long Lord of the Rings, something you never knew you wanted. You better get Amazon Prime now, you idiots. No, no, no. They're not <laughs> releasing them year long. I'm just saying they're they're going to come out the same day or the same time every year, like every April's Lord of the Rings month. Kind yeah, of this is definitely something we need more info on. We need like a timeline. We need like a region. Are they remaking the movies? Are they are they picking like before the movies, after the movies? Are they doing like future Lord of the Rings? Are they, are they doing pre-Hobbit? Space Lord are of they, the Rings. That's what it is. <laughs> or are they doing like tangential? I, I don't know. Well, uh, there are spinoffs already being talked about for this show as well. Like they are – since Amazon bought this, they're in the long haul. They're going to milk this like nothing else. Until- oh, man. I, I know this will never, ever, ever happen, but I would love to see modern Lord of the Rings. We're like Lord of the Rings happened in the past. It's like our medieval times. So it's basically kind of like bright, but done like correctly with a proper mythos that makes sense. So it'd be weird like seeing people like in skyscrapers that are just like uh, – I don't know, like eating like uh, the One Ring cereal, bringing it back around to cereal again. Like it's just folklore now. I mean, that'd be crazy. I'm sure there's people out there screaming, saying, don't let that happen. But, you know, I'm not a Tolkien fanboy. So I, 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 don't I, I don't think care. you know the lore. You're, you're already <laughs> spitting this in there. So you just let them let them handle it. They'll be fine. But uh, I don't I mean, I don't know what to, we don't know what to expect of this. But if they plan it out ahead, I think they can avoid the whole year year and a half without you know like game of thrones kind of things going on so yeah uh hopefully it's good knock on wood yeah uh well, that's our show for the week mike we have watched a trailer live talked about c2e2 and uh, uh warned people to avoid spoilers for infinity war so anything yeah. else you want to add we good yeah, I mean, I guess uh, make sure you're subscribed because you're going to be dropping some exclusive interviews from C2E2 onto our feed, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be um, uh, with the Comic UI guys. I'm going to edit some audio clips with some – the I took pictures of the people we interviewed and put them up there. So we can we can, we can can do that, yeah. Rad. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. In the meantime, if people want to know what you're up to, Mike, uh, where can they find you at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, people want to follow you, see what you're up to, see what's going on in your life. Maybe if you're at another convention, heck, you go to like arcade expos, go to like toy expos, you're at like C2E2, you're out there, man. Where can they find that? I'm doing stuff, I'm doing things. You can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V A L D A N. Actually, the guy I went with the C2E2, um, C2E2 just shared his photo uh, this weekend, getting his. Uh, book signed by uh jim lee so nice that's really cool i'll be tweeting uh retweeting that 
You can head over to Comic UI and you'll see all the interviews we did this weekend and some stuff as they come out. We're going to space them out a little bit uh, so you're not like jam-packed. But they're not long. They're like five, ten-minute interviews, so they'll be good. Um, and you can find me there. Uh, also, uh, you know, SuperheroSlate.com. That's where we, where we do all our stuff, Mike. If people like this and want to go to SuperheroSlate.com, or where else can they find us? I don't even know. Well, we are on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher. You can get us and write in your email inbox every week by subscribing. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're out there, people. We out there. Uh, mm-hmm. You can go to SuperheroSlate.com slash store to get some merch from the show. So if you want to like uh, be sporting us at your local convention and give us like a, a physical in-person shout-out to other people, uh, you can get merch over there. Uh, if you're a fan of the show, we love getting reviews, feedback. We love hearing from you. Uh, we promise we won't <laughs> be dropping anything on the microphone anymore, as, yeah, we, as that, we heard. <laughs> that was my bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry for uh, spooking you there, but we do our best to make yeah. sure uh, the show is top quality so we love hearing from you and, and you know if you want to be a super fan of the show uh, all you got to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy and we will be here every week so make sure you're subscribed to get those exclusive interviews in your feed and of course Infinity War is coming up that's basically our Easter Sunday Super Bowl Christmas uh, whipped up all in the one 4th of July so ooh, we are going to be on top of that so make sure you're subscribing around here to hear us geek out or possibly be the most disappointed we've ever been in our whole lives. So. I, doubt, I doubt it. <laughs> SuperheroSlate.com <laughs> Yes, right. So yeah, I mean I guess that's really Infinity War. Come back next week for more news and uh, we'll catch you guys in. Alright, goodbye everybody. See you. Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe. It's, when it works, it's like magic. But when it doesn't work, it's just like, ugh, it's a hassle.